welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Frances Harry, your hostess. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Deacon Rusty Baldwin's homily. It was a very special one. It was given on the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. So it was August of 2022. But it was at a very special mass for the secular discalced Carmelites who were on retreat at Maria Stein uh, Spiritual Center in Ohio. And it was about the prophet Jeremiah and how he prefigures and paralyzes the life of Christ, which was very interesting to hear that comparison and connecting it to our father, St. Elijah, um, and this fire of love, this love of the Holy Spirit, this living flame of love that we talk about with St. John of the Cross. And then he transitions into our vocation as discalced Carmelite seculars and what a duty it is, but also a privilege to accept the Lord's invitation to enter into this living flame of love of the Holy Spirit so that we may be purified and transformed and bring Christ into the world. And he covers many points, particularly for the discalced Carmelite secular members about this holy calling that we have. So I invite you, even if you're not a discalced Carmelite secular, to listen to this homily and, and hear what this calling is about. And for those of you who are in Carmel, that it may fire you up and help you to um, besiege the Lord, to send you the Holy Spirit, to help you live out this beautiful holy calling. Holy Mother Church has wisely arranged the readings at Mass so they're related to one another in some form or fashion especially the Old Testament reading in the Gospel. Sometimes the connection is quite obvious, at other times less so. Today, it seems, the latter is the case. Because at first blush, one quite reasonably wonders what the prophet Jeremiah being thrown into a pit has to do with the words of our Lord in the Gospel. Well, if we know something of Jeremiah's life and the times in which he lived, then there is a big connection, actually. For this great prophet's very life prefigures and parallels that of our Lord to an astonishing degree. In the first place, the opening verses of Jeremiah reveal to us that he was chosen by God even before his conception. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. And the parallels continue. Jeremiah was rejected by his own people and likened to a sacrificial lamb. He was persecuted by the chief priests and elders and betrayed by those closest to him. He was condemned to death and, as we heard today, was cast into a pit and raised up again, thereby prefiguring our Lord's death and resurrection. But not only that, in Jeremiah's life, we also see the very embodiment of our Lord's words in the gospel. In Jeremiah, we see what a life on fire for God looks like. 
what a life of uncompromising holiness looks like. We see what conflict and struggles someone who speaks the truth to a nation that's turned its back on God looks like. Conflicts and struggles Jeremiah not only experienced with government authorities, but also with his closest friends and family as well. Nevertheless, in his zeal for God and through the events of his life, Jeremiah was enveloped by a purifying fire from without, and in his love for God and through his perseverance, was transformed by that same fire from within. Of this interior fire, Jeremiah said, It is as if fire is burning in my heart, imprisoned in my very bones. Our spiritual father, St. Elijah, was no stranger to this consuming and transforming fire either, calling it down from heaven onto Mount Carmel itself. This fire, what else is it but the fire of the Holy Spirit who transforms what he touches? What else is it but the living flame of love that our Holy Father, St. John of the Cross, wrote so sublimely about in his poem by the same name, that our Lord in the Gospel wished were already blazing. As Carmelites, it is our duty and privilege, like the prophet Jeremiah and St. Elijah before him, to eagerly, zealously, and without fear accept our Lord's invitation to enter into the Holy Spirit's living flame of love, a fire that purifies our lives from without and transforms us from within. And as the great cloud of witnesses that St. Paul spoke of will testify, it is only by entering into this living flame of love that we rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us. It is only by entering into this living flame of love that we will ultimately persevere in running the race, thereby attaining the joy that lies before us. That joy being captured in our mission as Carmelites to know God that he may be known. But we can lose sight of our mission sometimes, can't we? That's why in 2018, Father Severio Canistra, then our superior general, wrote a letter to all secular Carmelites about our vocation. The letter's primary purpose was to keep us from becoming like the world, to warn us about elevating trifles or succumbing to pettiness, and to remind us of just what our vocation is. If I had to condense this letter into a single phrase, it would be, We are not a Carmelite club. We're not a Carmelite club. We're not individuals who share a common interest. We're a community of brothers and sisters bound together by a common vocation, a sacred vocation to prayer. And it is only through prayer that we will come to know God that he may be known. Ours is a sacred and holy calling, not one to be taken lightly or lived casually. But if we lose sight of our vocation, 
If we dare to remove ourselves from the protective dwelling of that living flame of love and flee from the suffering of exterior purification and interior transformation, if we start focusing on trifles or worldly pursuits and honors, not only do we cease to be Christ to the world, we can bring the unrest of the world into our very community. And if you do not believe that Satan is looking for just such an opportunity, then you do not understand the Prince of Darkness. But since we are secular Carmelites, our vocation, if it is authentic, must also result in a fuller expression, a fuller realization of love of God and love of neighbor. That's why Father Canistra also said, a life of prayer according to the doctrines of St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross demands, demands the practice of the virtues. It is in this way that St. John of the Cross says, with time and patience, that love can grow deeper in quality like a log so penetrated with fire that it is not merely united to, but produces within itself a living flame, so too is our purified and transformed souls inflamed with the love of God and love of neighbor. Brothers and sisters, as we conclude this retreat, may what we have learned here May the words of the gospel today inspire us for love of our Lord to always remain in the living flame of love, surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses themselves ablaze with zeal for our Lord and for souls. May we never forget who we are. May we never forget that we are Carmelites. <laughs>